You read the Bible, Greg. Talking to me? I'm a law Wait, wait, let me, let me explain something to you. Um, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. So what you want? Jesus freak. Got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me! Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me 100 natural scouts. <laughs> Start see pictures, eh? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Hello and welcome to the Film and Loathing podcast for Sunday, February 7th, 2021. This is episode number 97 and I'm Jake. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. After taking a few weeks off due to some family matters, we're back and we're talking Promising Young Woman. We're also going to talk about maybe some other things that we watched while we were away and whatever else comes up along the way. So thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. How you guys doing? It's been a while. Been a while. What can I say? I've been fine, you know? Yeah, I will say it's been kind of weird um, not just kind of unloading all the things I've watched within a week span. It's like there's no purpose to watch any of it. It is almost like there's no purpose. I watched quite a few things last week, but I don't remember any of it. And I didn't watch anything this week. So I really should start logging the movies that I watch. I've come to realize. Yeah. I need, they really need to make an app for that. Mm, whatever. I've I seen found, the error in my ways. I have found that it's been working from home a lot re- lately. It's been really good to pass the time to just throw on old like trilogies or whatever. And just work your way through and sort of knock out a work day that way. Is... Uh... Is Mike still there? Yeah, he's still here. I don't know how you could, how you would want to watch TV when you have Mike at your disposal. <laughs> I, I I feel Wait, that, is he there right now? Uh, no. He's at Derek's say, place, and he's not on the podcast. Explain that to me. I would love Mike's analysis of Promising Young Woman. Uh, yeah, that would well, be interesting. The interesting movie. Uh, <laughs> fucking cool guy. You should I guess be if we got to the to section where we, where we went over what we watched this week, for Mike it would just be like, we were soldiers World seven War times because he just loves war movies. <laughs> World World War War Band of Brothers. <laughs> Why do you say that? I got him uh, the Pacific for Christmas. Has he watched it yet? I think he started to watch it before he went to Colorado. Yeah, I watched... Well, I've been, like, working from home when he first was staying here. When Derek was in the hospital, he just put on random, like, World War II documentary series. Classic Mike. So they would just kind of play through in the background. and They're super easy to tune out, so I kind of got a lot of work done. Mike's the man. Yeah, it's been good having him here. I really haven't seen them in almost a little over a year. So, not the best of circumstances, but so glad to see him. 
It's always good to wrestle with the old man every once in a while. Know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> We've been playing a lot of cribbage. We introduced him to Settlers of Catan. Oh Jesus! <laughs> How did that go? Uh, not not that poorly. I How mean, it's you... confusing for anyone on it on their first time playing that game, but that's fair. It took it took about to the about till the game was almost over to kind of understand what was going on, and so certainly would benefit from a couple more games, but. Just get ready. There's going to come a point. I don't know how Mike does it, but he seems to master like every kind of game that he plays, and it's really annoying. <laughs> well, not cribbage because he's lost every time we've played. Dude, it wouldn't surprise me if he was throwing the game to give you some kind of confidence boost. Nah, I don't think so. I've seen his hands. Hey, Jake. Next time Yo. you come to the Bangor area, could you bring cribbage? Because I've never known how to play, and I want to play. I can teach you how to play cribbage. I have a cribbage board. Fuck you. There you go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Let's play cribbage, dude. Guess what, Chris? Dude, I happen to live in the Bangor area. Yeah, but I like I don't want to really see you ever, because you absolutely suck. <laughs> um, I mean, Jake yeah. does too, but like, like I said, I have my hierarchy, so I kind of gotta go with what I can. Yeah, that's true. You have to treat me with respect if you're gonna mooch off me. Exactly. Zach, like I said, you're first tier, so I'm still uh, hoping you pan out. I'm gonna actively destroy my life so that you can't like mooch off me. <laughs> yeah, got him. Dude, even if I become successful, this is still my plan. Like, if even if I were to win the lottery and win, like, $350 million, I'm still crashing on your guys' couch for, like, my life. That's 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 a given. I can't wait to be in, like, my, my first AA meeting and being like, well, my friend Chris Hayes is going to mooch on me, so who's winning right now? now. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Zach, and I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Zach. I actively became one to destroy my friend's hope and dreams of mooching off me. <laughs> oh, man. If you win the lottery and win $300 million, if you buy my house and the nice couch for you to sleep on, you're more than welcome to sleep on the yeah. couch. I'm not even buying myself the nice couch. I'm buying myself the nicest futon possible. <laughs> <laughs> here's, here's the deal. If I ever win $300 million, I'll buy you a house, but I get to choose where. <laughs> Maybe deal. Maybe. Congratulations. Maybe Jacob, no, you're moving from the sedan. You got to agree to this. Like, I'll get you a house. Like, I don't have a problem getting you a house, but it's going to be in, like, could be in Bozeman, Montana. Could be in, could be in, uh, Minot, fucking North Dakota. Could Can be we, in Chicago. Are you going to agree to the stipulation that it has to be within the United States? I will no, say. No. <laughs> I guess not. Okay. Like, actually, I will say if it's. If it's guaranteed to be within the United States, I will say deal to it. Guaranteed Another, to be within the continental United States because I'm not going up to Alaska stay, to do a viewing of a house. Because you can buy the house, right? Mm-hmm. And if it's a place I like, I'll live there. And if I don't, well, I'm going to sell it for like however much percent profit because I didn't it pay it. It would be 100% because you didn't buy it. 
You would sell a gift. Yeah. You would sell a gift I got you. A three hundred like let's say let's say the minimum I spent okay. on a house was like okay, like if I bought you a half a million dollar house. Let's back it up. If as some joke you're buying me a house in Bozeman, Montana, it wasn't a very sincere gift to begin with. So yeah, I'm gonna sell it. Because <laughs> you should buy him that house on Broadway next to Stephen King's. Dude, that's my house. I'll live there. I mean, as long as I get to live there, that's my house. Like, if I win the law, if slash when, I guess I'll say, I win the lottery, I, I'm buying that house. Like, and I told Alyssa that. Did I'm I ever s- tell you about about that? What? So, like, when you were talking about buying the house and it was for sale, right? They wanted, like, $750,000 for it. Yeah. So, like, I think it was, like, that summer for, as, like, a a birthday present, I was trying to get, like, a realtor to do, like, an open house for us. But she wouldn't do it because she sensed that I wasn't actually serious about buying the house. Oh, that would have been badass. I would like, love to have gone inside that house and just been I like, like yes, I, I can't wait her. to buy this in about 30 years. I emailed her, like, requesting, like, a showing. And, like, because of, like, the price of the house and whatnot, like, you had to provide certain information because they, they don't want to just show it to anyone. Yeah. So, like, I made up a bunch of shit that was, like, <laughs> that I was a millionaire. <laughs> and then, like, hilarious. she emailed me back and was like, yeah, like, I was looking into, like, some of this, and, like, I can't really seem to confirm any of your work history, because, like, I just put a bunch of fake companies on there. And that, <laughs> Google. Apple. So I said, Whole yeah, like, CEO. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, I actually, I work at uh, Advanced Auto Parts. She was like, uh, she was like oh, um, yeah, unfortunately, I can tell that you're not actually a serious buyer, so I, I cannot, I will not give you an open house. That's fucking sad, dude. Wait, I why didn't you just, why didn't you say you were a filmmaker in this list off films? That seems easier to prove than the fact that I don't work at whatever made-up company I work for. But then you, Knowing but Zach, you he probably would have showed up with an advanced you know, like, auto t-shirt on after he got out of work and been like, well, this is a nice place. Can't wait to get back to work at... G-E. <laughs> I would have said that I was I said that I was like the CEO of some company, but I would have showed up in like gym shorts. <laughs> we're gym shorts and a fucking uh you know we're a, a Canadian tuxedo, play it fancy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, ultimately she said that I was not uh of caliber to view this house inside. That's uh bummer, man. That's sad. Man. Keep trying, buddy. You'll get there. Just Bold. keep sending emails. Just like, just, just you, give me a chance. Yeah, you just start creating different email accounts and trying to set set up a, a house viewing every week. Fancy rich guy at google.gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> totally serious about wanting this house at gmail.com. <laughs> This is right, not well, a joke. I secretly make $250,000 a year, but I will show up in a tuxedo t-shirt and gym shorts at AOL.com. What, what's the, uh, what was the price of that house? $650,000. Yeah, I got bumped down to $594,000, so I'm pretty sure. That's not bad. 
No, it's it's a beautiful house, huge backyard. Has a gazebo in the backyard. You know, you know what's sad? The other day I was I was on I was on the Book of Faces, and someone had shared this article from like WZ one hundred seven point three, and it was about like all these like really expensive homes in the Bangor or you know the Greater Bangor area. Yeah. And it was like I was looking at all the prices of the homes, and all of those homes is the average cost of a home in Boulder, Colorado. I. Uh... That's disgusting. There was like this insane like six bedroom house in VZ, right? It was like oh like four hundred grand or something like that, maybe maybe a little bit more. But it's like shit, dude. Like you can't even find like a piece of shit like one story two bedroom house in Boulder for like less than three hundred. The average house I was reading it the other day. The average house in Maine was two hundred and fifty six thousand dollars. That's like including bad. Cumberland County, where the prices are like. Significantly higher. Yeah, Rachel and I want to get a house, but to buy one, we'd have to. You have to save twenty percent. You have to put down twenty percent the cost of the home to avoid like private mortgage insurance. And do like twenty percent is like sixty grand. Who the fuck just has sixty plus grand set aside? Just sell your criteria. Yeah, people that live in Boulder, Colorado, have sixty grand set aside. Hmm. If I, I tried I can... really hard, I could maybe. Well, so that's split two ways. So if we each put thirty grand, like maybe I could save thirty grand in like a year or two, maybe two more realistically. That's like what I but, make in a year. But like, whew, that's so much money. Imagine, well, I mean, like, I guess I can oh, put down on the twenty percent right? if I'm gonna be living with you guys. Like, I'll I'll uh I'll whore myself out a little bit if I need to. Are you gonna throw down? I'll throw down. I'll throw down like a couple hundred bucks if you need me to. Thank you. I mean, I'm only getting a couch. I'm not getting like a bedroom, so. A couple hundred towards sixty grand, not bad. Imagine if like you saved all that money. Choosers, Jake. Jeez, mm. I don't get to choose the house. You don't get to choose my dollar amount. Fair. Like, what if you saved thirty grand and then you guys were like, you know what, we're not gonna buy a house, and then you just had thirty thousand dollars to blow on whatever? Yeah, amazing, crazy, huh? There's no way if I had thirty thousand dollars in my bank account, I would just, I could, I could just blow it. Like, if I have, well, like, I if I looked in one, if I was given twenty dollars, it's twenty bucks. I'll buy a meal, whatever. Call it good. If somebody gave me a thousand dollars. I'm looking at that $1,000, and I'm like, fuck, I feel like this is, like, so much money. I need to tuck it away. I need to save this. This is crazy. So is that what happened when you got your stimulus check? Because uh, well, someone got, did give you a that, – that is an example of someone giving you $1,000. When I got my stimulus check, I uh, put it in my bank account for a while, but I did use it to, like, pay rent and shit. So, so like I did I bought I bought I bought a Criterion movie and I bought like a couple other things but like I mostly used it to pay rent and stuff and then um, the second stimulus check when I was collecting unemployment apparently they paid me too much so I used my second stimulus check to pay off main <laughs> unemployment because they wanted sad. that money back that sounds like their problem dude that's exactly what I said I called they them gave and I was you like too much. I, I, that's their problem. I got – because, like, I got back pay. That, that was the problem. I wasn't getting paid every week. 
I, I, got, I was getting paid back pay. So I called them three times, three different people, and I said, listen, I just got X amount of dollars for this right now in back pay. I just want to make sure that all of this – I'm not going to have to pay any of this back because at that point I'd moved up here. I'd gotten a job, things along those lines. I was I was getting to a point where I was starting to become stable, and that money really helped me out. And then they were like, no, no, it's all back pay. You don't have to worry about it. Three different people. And then I get a letter in the mail saying that I owe Maine unemployment money or uh, the, the Maine Department of Labor. And I was just like, I could appeal this, but that's going to be a lot more of a hassle than I'm willing to go through. So I just took the stimulus check I got and I just paid that off because I figured I'm getting it from them. I might as well just give it back. Give it back. Mm, that yeah. sucks. It does. It will mean it does, but like I'm, I'm okay with it. The first stimulus check, I bought 18 movies off Zach. Hmm. <laughs> My first stimulus check. I don't know. I don't remember what I did. I I know I blew it. I know I didn't buy anything else. At least you put it back into the economy. I did exactly what I was supposed to do with it. This next one, I don't think I have to. I don't think I'm gonna do anything with it. Probably just. Sit there, pay off, pay off my car. I think with the six hundred dollar one that I got, <coughs> I spent two hundred and fifty of it at Galactic Comics on Hammond Street. <laughs> Jeez, sounds about right. I paid off Christmas presents with that stimulus check. If I get if I get another one, it's going straight towards student loans, buddy. You should but get. It was also. Yeah, I mean, we're supposed to get fourteen hundred bucks. It's going straight towards student loans. All yeah, they're, they're deferred My... till September. Yeah, yeah. Well, so pay of, it now when there's no interest accumulating. No, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out until they cancel it. I'm gonna put it no I'm gonna put no money in. Are you still Are you still like with your new job, your new higher paying job? Are you still under the the economic bracket of being able to there's hold no off for twenty years grand. and have it all wiped away? What did you say? Like, Wait, sorry. Zach said something? I said, yeah, there's no way that Jacob's making $50,000 a year. But it's no. off of... That's pre-taxes. That's, that's the number that matters. Yeah, it's pre-taxes. But it's off your 2019 tax information. Yeah, but I'm talking like... Because it's, it's the 20-year plan. Like, that's what you're talking about, right? Oh, sorry. You, Wait, are you ta- you're talking about student loans, not whether I get a stimulus check? Wait, no, no. I'm not talking whether you get a stimulus check. I'm talking about student loans. Like with student loans, if you stay under a certain economic bracket for sort of like 20 years, all of your federal loans just get wiped away. Oh, uh, I may not qualify for that anymore. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Um, well, if that number is true, Jim, you don't even qualify for the second stimulus check under Biden's newest yeah. proposal. Right. If they were using 20, Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's 2019 tax information. You lucky I, bitch. You lucky I, bitch. Because <laughs> well, I guess crazy. that's the benefit of going to college. and then The only person I know that throughout this whole entire thing has actually got improved. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, that's so fucking weird. <laughs> Oh shit, that's hilarious. 
that's why I, that's why I kind of feel bad. Like I'm like I don't really need this. I don't like need it, but like at the same time, like it is nice to have like emergency funds if God forbid something tragic happens. Oh gosh, yeah. It's not like you've had this funds. job forever, anyways. Like if this was something that happened and you had this job for like four years and you had time to like stash like so much money away, I would be like, fuck you, give that money back. Right. Yeah. But like it's not like you've had this job for like two years, three years. Exactly. Because you could die tomorrow. Why, why would I save money? Plus, you get paid monthly. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, BT Dubs. Getting paid monthly is not as hard as I thought it was going to be. I, it doesn't sound... It sounds terrible. But, like, it doesn't sound that hard. Because literally, it's like... Actually, it's actually easier, I think. Because instead of having to... pay everything at once. Because instead of having to balance numerous paychecks and it's like... Okay, I have this much. Like, oh shit! Like, what am I gonna get next week? And I gotta combine both these like biweekly incomes, like pay for all my shit. It's like at the mo- bunch of the mo- at the first of the month, you get all your money, you pay your shit right then and there, and as so Zach said, whatever's left over, like, you're guaranteed. Employee? Yeah. So that there's the benefit right there is that you it doesn't really matter. You know, you can count on a lumps the same amount lump sum at the beginning of every month. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the consistency is good, but like. I feel like if I was getting paid monthly, I'd be more apt to save that money because once I paid off all my bills and everything, I never know what other expenses are coming. And I know that I don't have another paycheck coming for the month. So I feel like I just stash it away until the last week. And then well, I feel like, like I get paid in a couple days and then I would just spend fucking all of it at once. I know myself. I'd be living the last two weeks with $8. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's not, it's not bad because like what's also different that like um, – like I pay – like everything is on my credit card. So I do everything on my credit card for the month. So then basically like when I get paid, I just take whatever it was, pay it straight off down to zero. And I do the, so I just do the same thing month after month after month. So it's kind of just – so it's more just like – it's like, huh, do I want to have like $100 left over? Or do I want to like have to pull from my savings account to pay this down off because I spent a little too much last month? Mm. Fuck. We gotta start saving money. This is why I deal only in cash. I don't have this problem. Do you like cash your checks or do they get direct deposited? I get direct deposited and then I pull it out of the bank. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and they, you have to get at Advanced Auto Parts. There is no such thing as a paper check. Seriously? It has to be direct deposited. Mm. And if you choose not to have a bank account, they put it on, like, some kind of, like, Visa card, but you get, like, taxed to use it. There's, like, a fee that comes with swiping your card, so I'm not going to do that. Those always seem super sketchy to me. Like, I've worked at multiple jobs where they've offered me that option, but it just seems weird to me to get, like, a, a prepaid fucking Visa card where your money goes onto it. Yeah. So it gets literally gets deposited on Friday, and then Friday at two o'clock when we get to work, I pull it all out. Do you just have like a, a fucking sock filled with cash in your drawer? You think this is the kind of information I'm going to give to you? <laughs> what do you think I'm going to do? Come raid your room? I think if I forget where it is, that's a good thing because then I can't spend it. But then if you, you need you money, you don't know where it is. To hide it from yourself. <laughs> You know, like, that uh, that mission in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas where you go to Ryder's house and he's, like, digging holes in the backyard because he can't remember where he stored all his money? 
Yeah. That's going to be me. <laughs> Wasn't he also cracked out so he actually didn't have any money back there? He was just on crack and thought there was money hidden back there? That part's not going to be me, but... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we did he's fight Michael really Mello. planning on destroying like, his it's life. It's not like going to stay lost for very long. That's true. You can just take the metal... As long as you put a metal clip over it, <laughs> you'll always be able to find it. Oh, fuck. I used the rubber band on that one. Or if you yeah, convert all your money to gold... I should convert should all be... the quarters. And you're thinking able to find it. I should go to, like, Sports okay. Arena where they have, like, the dollar to quarter machine and then just my entire page no. just spit it out in quarters. quarters. Don't, don't do it in quarters. Just convert all your money to the Sports Arena uh, arcade card. <laughs> go to Walmart. Yeah. Go to Walmart like, sir, like, this is not a real card. Like, no, no, no. This is good for 50 bucks at Sports Arena. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, if you tell your employer, okay, I like my paycheck, please. I'd like $50 Best Buy card. I'd like a $50 Walmart card. I'd like a $50 <laughs> Sports Arena arcade card, please. And the rest of it you can put on a prepaid visa. I'm just picturing, like, going to uh, a fucking accountant, and you're just like, they're like, okay, um, how much do you have in your bank account? You're like, none. Like, okay, um, what do you we invest with? It's just like, slide it across the table and be like, take, how much is on this? And be like, you take out your wallet. $52,000. You got your wallet? Well, I've got 300 on this Best Buy card. This this Walmart has 400. It's now up to 700. This Bull Moose card has 1,000. It's going to be that scene in Dumb and Dumber where he's like reading off the IOUs and it's like, whew, Lamborghini, 152,000. You're going to want to hang on to that one. across the table. <laughs> oh my gosh that's freaking funny dude funny. alright well let's move on here let's start talking promising young woman here this is the reason we've all gathered here on the Super Bowl Sunday and say promising young woman is written and directed by Emerald Fennel it stars uh, Carrie Mulligan Bo Burnham uh, Alfred Molina, mm, Adam Brody. Uh, let's see. The plot synopsis is a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past seeks out vengeance against those who crossed her path. What did you guys think of Promising Young Woman? Um, I will say that I'm about three weeks removed. Um, so my memory of it is not the sharpest. But, I just watched it last night, so I'm good to go. But I liked it, didn't love it. I think when you when certain things get revealed, and then you really start thinking about it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems very two dimensional, like the character, the main character. Like I get, I get her motive. I do, and I think that there's a lot behind there, but you don't really know much about her as a person. And, like, the only thing that you do know is that she just had a poor relationship with her parents. <clears throat> well, but she's also has tied her identity to this event that did not happen to her. Yeah. So, like, I just wish I knew more about her. It would have made me feel a lot more connected to the story other than just being outraged at the event itself which is understandable obviously given the event this, that transpired but like it's just kind of 
I don't know. From a story perspective, I wish I knew more about her. I I really well, liked all the Bo Burnham stuff. I liked that idea of like, because like in that point you don't really know what has caused her trauma. You just know she has some kind of trauma. And I like the idea of someone who has experienced uh, that kind of trauma trying to pursue a quote-unquote regular relationship and the trials that come with that. Well, I'm going to chime in and say that I really liked it quite a bit. Um, If I would have seen it last year, it would have been in my top ten for sure. And I think what I really liked about it, when I started thinking about it after – uh, Rich and I had watched it and we were chatting about it. Um, Mandy started coming to my mind. And if you think about Mandy, it's like the ultimate male revenge, right? Um, some terrible things come in, take something precious from you, and then you act vengeance out on them in a bloody manner to make things square. And I kind of see a similar thing with that in Promising Young Woman, where it almost seems like the ultimate maybe female fantasy revenge movie, where you get revenge on those who did you wrong, right? And like, you know, arguably because she makes a point in the movie, like, what's the worst thing that could happen to a woman, right? Suggesting being raped. So what could be a better revenge story than getting vengeance on the person who raped or the people who raped your friend? I... I would agree with that to an extent. but So her wanting to get revenge on that group of guys totally makes sense to me. Why she chooses to seek revenge on the male species as a whole is kind of where you've lost me in this. Well, I don't think – I think she's not – well, so she's not getting revenge on the male people. She's, she's only getting revenge on people who act the exact same way as those people act. Like they come across as these nice, charming guys. You're a pediatrician. You're a lawyer. You're this or that. You're supposed to be these upstanding citizens. But when you get down to the brunt of it, you're scum. So she is getting revenge on the scum of society, essentially. Those who would rape a woman. Because that's the whole point. She gets all these men to basically get to just to the point of raping her. Before she like calls the act and like now is like turns the tables on them and like now they're in her trap. I will say that I, I liked those moments a lot. Like those moments where she's like in the guy's apartments and then like she cuts the act and then like basically unfolds what she's doing. But like I guess I was kind of hoping that like maybe it would go a little further, maybe be, like, a little darker than it ends up being. Because, like, okay, she scares these dudes into not doing anything and then just, like, leaves. So, like, there's a part of me that thinks she's really not accomplishing anything. I didn't like the idea that, like, he caught her. Like, Bo Burnham, I mean. Like, going through this act. Like, I wish that part of her in that life kind of stayed separate from everything else like I, I, I like the idea of her going to um, her friend's mom and like that that was a, probably the most like revealing part of her as a person was her interaction with the mother And but then like the one with your bow I feel like that's enough of a trigger to get her to reassess 
her current situation and her current antics and decide to go all in on Bo just to have it ripped out from underneath her. But you kind of have that double that, that uh, double deterrent when you have Bo Burnham catch her and her get, like, embarrassed. Or not embarrassed, but, like, I don't know. Well, I think that scene stands more to... I think it's more for, like, the audience, right? So that's not, like, you now feel bad for his character. So, like, it sort of starts up that, like, emotionally manipulative feeling where, like, you now feel bad for him because of what's happened. And so it's like, oh, come on, Carrie Mulligan, what are you doing? Like, you had this great thing, and now you're ruining it for this. But then come to find out he was one of those people all along, right? So it's like, I think it's sort of... That is ultimately where the movie lost me. I thought it was was a pretty uh, decent twist for the story. It's just, it's a big leap to make to say that because he was a part of something X amount of years ago, X amount of years ago, that he was obviously what appears to be a bystander of, not involved in the act, that he is now the same as the rest of these guys. Well, he kind of does prove that he is the same as them, right? Because they all all prove that they were like, not like okay with the situation, but it's kind of that idea that those who are silent um, aren't are are just as bad as those who are committing the act because you have the chance to stop it, but you choose not to. I think it was more of his reaction to it than it was him just being a bystander because it was like, oh, that's crazy, dude. You know, it was just kind of like being a part of that. Um, well, where he, well, where he becomes proven like who his real character is, is that right at the end with spoiler frame. You know, if you don't want to know, just go ahead and fast forward a little bit. But when the police goes to him, right, and instead of saying, "Oh, she was going out to this fraternity, like she was going out to this bachelor party," right, so instead of protecting her, he protects the guy, so he never speaks up. So ultimately, revealing. Who he really is deep down. That just seems like a leap to me. Why? How's that a leap? Well, he, she, what motive does he have to protect her? She's blackmailing him. Well, it's not about, I mean, I guess, I guess he but like knows at the same time, that she's going to go there to do terrible things to these, these guys who, based on their past, arguably deserve it. But, like, what, how does he feel any obligation to protect her when she's threatened to ruin his entire career? Well, I feel like a lot of this is coming down to thinking a little bit bigger and going more about morality, right? Like, the, the, the moral obligation you have to do what's right. So, like, yeah, even if you're a bystander at a party and aren't, part, like, aren't actively partaking in the raping of an unconscious woman... It still says a lot about your character when morally you don't step in and put an end to it. Okay, well, she does a lot of morally ambiguous things in the movie. Sure. So why should I be on her side either? Um, I mean, I still think she deserved to die and get choked out. I don't think she did either. Maybe she does, but... I would say that, like, what does she do that's really morally ambiguous... Like, she doesn't really do well, again, anything. She threatens to blackmail him and ruin his entire career. Okay, that, that, okay, that, okay. From a certain point on, 
she's taking drastic measures because she is <laughs> completely emotionally overwhelmed by the idea that the person that she the first person that she has become emotionally vulnerable with turned out to be involved in a situation that she has based her entire identity upon, and especially towards the end when she has a chance to confront the person who committed the act. But like before that, I wouldn't say anything she does is really morally ambiguous. It's more vigilante-esque. By definition, most vigilantes are morally ambiguous. I mean, she's not really doing anything wrong besides like acting drunk which i guess isn't really wrong in the first place she she is baiting a certain type of behavior which you could morally see that as being wrong sure but then you get the flip side like well what's worse like baiting like baiting a rapist or being a rapist like which is worse she's i wouldn't say she's baiting a behavior she's more baiting a person who has a tendency to use such behavior like she's not she's not going up she's not going up to people and trying to invoke that behavior from certain people she's waiting for the people who have that behavior to come to her therefore i would say that it's not really morally ambiguous yeah i mean i guess a big i guess a big thing of this movie could kind of boil like essentially like the road to hell is paved with good intentions right so, like, I feel like all of these characters, for different reasons, like, okay, well, well, one person, like, actually raped a person. So, like, okay, so, like, well, let's, cu- let's cut that guy out, because that's trash right there. But do we knew that? Whatever, do we know that to be true? It seems... Like, was it, was video, it rape, like or was it that he had sex there and she was unconscious? I mean, that which is, is, was, sorry, which is when, rape. When she, was, when she was drunk. Which is legally, by definition, rape. I mean, she said that she was so uncon- that she was drunk and unconscious and couldn't consent to anything one way or the other. So that's definitely rape. I feel like I'm more I'm more apt to trust the main character than I am apt to trust the guy that was had like five minutes of screen time. Well, no, I'm not saying I trust him either. I'm not saying that he didn't that she's wrong, but I'm just I just was wondering if that was actually confirmed or not. We never think, saw think, we never saw footage of Al Monroe's inserting his penis into an unconscious Nina Fisher. No, we do not see that scene. You, you, seems, you hear it, like you hear the seems, audio of it. Yeah, it seems like that definitely happened. By anyways, everybody's reaction, like, by everybody's reaction, not just the main character, like by Allison Bree's reaction, Bo Burnham's reaction. So I guess it's different people had just had different degrees, right? Like. That Madison McPhee or whatever her name was, right? Like, she like she didn't want to hurt her friends by like bringing this to light, but you know, so she had like maybe her heart was in the right place, but at the same time, like it definitely like you were definitely hurting somebody and maybe should have stepped up. And the same the same thing with with Carrie Mulligan's character, like like trying to teach all, like trying to bait all these people to like teach them a lesson or trick them into something like you know maybe there's value in that but at the same time like i want to recant my statement that i said she didn't really do anything morally ambiguous because i'm just remembering that she was gonna have the dean's daughter too the shit out of and yeah and kidnaps the dean borderline kidnaps the dean's daughter or does kidnap the dean's daughter so that like that was definitely Morally ambiguous. Never mind. I forgot that that shit happened. 
Yeah, well, I mean, she didn't really. Nothing really happened. She just made that person believe that's what happened. Well, yeah, but that she was she was to get going them to, to have the lawyer beat the shit out of. Like she was going to have him fucking. Oh, at that point, at that point, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Sure. She may not have actually followed through with it, given the lawyer's reaction, but. Yeah, and it can also maybe be looked at it as like, um, you know, sometimes we become the monster that we're trying to destroy, given enough obsession. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do know what you mean. Because I certainly don't think (coughs) the guy needed to have Nina Fisher carved into his body, (laughs) like... That seems extreme, but at the same time, well, you know, I understand. It's that time we gotta slice some bitches up, you know what I mean? I wanted to know how that guy fucking willed himself out of those handcuffs. Don't buy cheap. Like he fucking like Hulk strength his shit out of that. Like is that re- is that real? That's why I need the kinky cuff nine thousand. You can't oh, break okay. out of those. You can't break <laughs> you out of those. Well, I, I guess on, like on dirty Dave's, all right? Well, I guess I just don't understand the creative decision to make this about an event that happened to her friend and not an event that happened to her. Um, I kind of, you know, I I kind of like that part. I kind of like, like all that. of this makes like a like, lot more sense to me if this had happened to her. If it happens to her, I don't see her willing enough to put herself in the situation. Of being the vigilante, whereas I could certainly if understand she's... the crusade a lot more than like this happened to my friend. I'm trying to make sure it doesn't happen like again. If I mean, if I if I were the person, or if, if not not of me, if she was the person who had been raped, um, maybe it's a little easier. For, I don't fuck. I lost my train. I now. actually think yeah. like I kind of like it more because I also think like we've seen like there's tons of like rape revenge movies out there, um, but I kind of like that it affects focuses on more of like some like, maybe the victims of sexual assault aren't just the victim and the assailant, right? Like that can spill over into a lot of the things, right? And so. Like I guess like when you're opening up – like in a time when there's a lot of conversation about maybe the way we see things in society, like racially, by gender, whatever. So like you started – so you just start expanding like who the victims of abuse can be um, and just instead of making it so so focusedly on the victim or like the person who it directly happened to and the person who did the act. I'm just saying this is no unfriended. Very, very similar plot-wise. Very different execution. What's unfriended? A modern horror masterpiece. Unfriended? Oh, like uh, oh the 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 cam cam movie. That's the one. IMAX movie. Similar plot. It's a very similar plot. Probably won't watch it, but whatever. Horror's not my thing. Yeah, I guess... 
also kind of like that, like the idea that like this other woman's life was, you know, like either like put on hold or altered because of the choices of one of like a couple people. Like being so close to this person that she like put school on hold because she's her friend is so traumatized by what happened to her. And then ultimately like losing faith in the institution that you went to so you don't want to go back there to not pursue your career and like you know the cycles of that that leads into. Oh no. I like that it was a I like that it chose to explore those routes instead of just being solely about I, Nina or what have you. It just I'm not saying this is the case. <clears throat> this just was something that I was thinking about as as a topic of conversation. But there are points, especially towards the end, where it seems like she's taking this very traumatic thing that happened to someone and making it about herself. Which also seems like you'd be doing that person a disservice by doing that, too. I think that's wasn't that like didn't her mom say something close to that? Kind of something on that ground, yeah. Yeah, I could see why you. I, I could see why somebody would think that. Which is also like, like part of the reason that I don't really understand, like, like her crusade against these types of people. Like, it it almost seems like using that as an excuse to do this thing you wanted to do anyways. I wouldn't necessarily say that she was using that as an excuse to do what she wanted to do. I just think that – I think more of it would – like the, a better way of going about it would have been like doing this rather than living your life, which is what this person would have wanted you to do in the first place. Like there's no way that her friend would have wanted her to become a, a vigilante against these types of guys. You know, I'd imagine that she like would have a- wanted her to live a life, be happy kind of like, – Hey, I mean, it's like uh, there's no need for Bruce Wayne to don the Batman to beat the shit out of thugs because his parents got killed by thugs. But, I mean, hey, we accept that. Yeah, but do you think Rachel would have, would have after dying in the second movie, would have wanted him to become Batman after that? Or do you think she would have wanted Bruce Wayne to move on and, and try to live a normal life? Well, the letter literally says that she wants him to move on and live a normal life. Yeah, then I feel like that. But he's... But she died, and he's traumatized by that. So yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I don't understand her reaction. I'm just saying I can imagine just like, what just like that Cassie. person would want. She wants want. to look out for her fellow women out there. She knows that there are men out there preying on people, so she wants to put an end to it. And it's I like there's no other purpose. That. It's like there's no other purpose in life but to protect my fellow women from predators like and these I people. Respect it to no end. Just saying. <laughs> Maybe that's not what her friend would have wanted. Just, it's not what her friend wanted, but it's what her friend deserved. Like again, <laughs> you motherfucker. And then I would have liked to have seen like kind of what happens with these guys after she leaves them. Like, because again, it seems like this is one of those things where she could do this to some guy one night, and literally nothing changes. Maybe, maybe. Like I would have liked to have seen it gone down a little darker, more horrific path during these interactions something that would really make them not do it again i thought there was i thought there was going to be something but you're right there's it fell short of that but i don't know man i was just vibing with this movie 
just like it's like, like the equivalent of getting like a stern talking to from your parents. <laughs> like, okay, cool. But I probably will do the same thing again. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess that scene where she, I guess fuck, that my mom gave me a stern that, talking uh, to. Fuck, I don't know what I do. <laughs> well, I guess that scene where she confronts that guy and tells him that there's another woman in the city who's carrying around scissors. She's like, yeah, just think about that. Just think about that the next time you go to pick up a woman. Dude, that would have been interesting. If she was the one carrying around scissors and was literally, like, performing, like, on-site vasectomies, that would be interesting. On-site I feel like if you're going to go to the point of trying to perform a, a vasectomy, a surgical procedure, you're going to go further than that and just take it off. Okay, you know? dude, like, she's, not she's obviously not a, a qualified surgeon, and, right? And she's just going to do, like, a, or some a back shit, alley version of it. Back alley version. So you mean just taking the balls off? Yeah, she's just gonna snip them right off. I feel like it's more effective to take the dick off. No, it's not. You'd be wrong. Well, I mean, like, it's like testosterone is generated in the sack itself. So if you cut that off, he's not gonna have any desire anymore. But wouldn't it be better to take his penis? Okay, people who have a vasectomy. So hold up. Wouldn't it be worse to take the penis, leave the balls, so that way you're a curse for the whole life? To always have a sex drive, but then you can't do anything about it. Well, people with a vasectomy no, you'd want to make them. You'd want to make them You'd want to make them not able to perform. But you just said the testosterone is produced. So if you lost all your testosterone, you don't, don't you, doesn't your libido drop? So you wouldn't even have an urge. Yeah, but that would be the point. How could you? How could you no, rape someone? If I see. I, say, I see know, Zach's point. Take their penis, leave the ball, so that way they do get testosterone. They do become horny little bastards, and then there's nothing they can do about it because they so don't they, have. They, a they want I, to rape imagine, them, but they just can't physically. Like, just that can't. sounds terrible. Don't have a dick. That's the ultimate revenge. Cut I'd off imagine, their urge like, to rape women. That seems like the logical solution. I'm just saying. I feel like there's. And this is me having no prior knowledge. I feel like there are prosthetic penises out there, but you would have a hard time finding a prosthetic ball sack. You, unless you put, like, those little Chinese balls inside your nuts so they just make that They're strictly ornamental at that point. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. No, no. So if you get rid of the balls, that, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's worse. Yeah. Ha- having no balls in a penis is, is worse than having imagine, a penis like, and no balls. Imagine – having this flaccid thing that you just have to stare at every day that you can never use again. You, if you take yeah. that away from them... So what you're saying it's... For justice. So because their life is now reduced to bagging grocery at Bells because they're so depressed they've got no testosterone or balls, that's the ultimate punishment? Bagging yes. groceries at Bells? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, wait, hold on. You're leaving the sack if you're cutting off balls? No, I would just snip the whole thing. I was about to say, I feel like if you take you're taking the time to cut each individual ball, but you're leaving the sack, like that sucks, dude. Like, just imagine having just. Dude, I would I would have my own like there. calling card. Like, I would like write on the walls like the snip the snipper strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> That's your calling card. I would I would <laughs> I would uh, I would hang. A pair of testicles. If if I'm this sick, I'm assuming I'm just going all in. I'm hanging a pair of testicles from my rearview mirror like dice. <laughs> Dude, someone get me in touch with Marvel Comics. I have the idea of a lifetime for them. The Snipper's <laughs> vigilante in town. The Snipper. Oh. They could have had a superhero movie. 
<laughs> the sack snipper snikes again. <laughs> um, they could have gone um, girl with the dragon tattoo, where she carves I'm a rapist into that guy, or she tattoos it into that guy. That's a bold move. She tattoos it on him. Yeah, but then yeah. she'd have to like carry around equipment, and 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 I feel like tattoo equipment is a lot bulkier than a pair of scissors. It's true. Oh man, it's just a little tattoo gun, a little bottle of ink. She's not trying to give him a high quality tattoo. She's just trying to scribble "I'm a rapist" on your chest. As she's leaving, like, hey, make sure you keep that clean, moisturize it. For the yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> no, infected. No going. No swimming pools for a month. Oh my fucking no, god. Uh, put some cream on that. Every four to six hours as needed. And it's a double whammy. Not only do you have I'm a rapist tattooed on your arm, but it's a terrible tattoo that you have to live with the rest of your life. Yeah, it's got inconsistent depth. You go to a tattoo artist and you're just like, can I get a cover-up for this? (laughs) Wow, dude, that's some terrible shading on your I'm a rapist tattoo. (laughs) What made you want to get this? Oh, you know, crazy night one night, me and my friends. I'm pissed if you guys tattooed I'm a rapist on me. I think that's a valid response. Yeah, that seems fair. But again, if you're going to buy me a home in Bozeman, Montana. Oh, yeah, because that's equivalent. <laughs> Buying you an entire house is equivalent to being tattooed I'm a rapist. Um, But no, I would say love promising young woman. Love, okay, for, oh, well, I want to talk about... One of my favorite things in the entire movie was Britney Spears' Toxic on Violin. That's a good That's a good. That one. was a great – this had a great soundtrack. I, I, that I, was I, awesome. Yeah, I love the music choices. I love the score. Toxic on Violin was maybe my favorite music from last year. I, and Carrie Mulligan was very good. Yeah, she, she was, was awesome. Bo Burnham was chunky at times. Like very I like Bo Burnham, though. I like his character. Like I, I like I like his portrayal of the character. But there was moments where I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is, he's he's uh, he's acting right now. You I thought know? there were some pretty genuinely funny moments, like when they were at dinner, and he was talking about being a doctor, and they're like, oh, your doc- your parents must be so proud, and then he's like, not really. They wanted me to be a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. No, I thought there were some genuinely funny moments. Yeah. Some I thought there were some pretty creepy like ugh, moments. Oh, for sure. Did you guys get the idea in the beginning that they knew her? Who? Like what like in the beginning when she met that the the first guy. Adam Brody. Adam Brody. Did I you did not the... No, I did not get a sense no. that there was any sort of familiarity. Okay. I, I for some reason I I because they were talking about somebody on their project that was on their like project and I looked out and then they look over and see her and I kind of thought that she was the one who was on the project I, I no I don't think so <clears throat> all right um yeah loved it do you guys have anything else you want to talk about with promising young woman. Mm. No, I don't think so. Not particularly. Um. Well, sorry. I'm just. Gonna, I'm gonna get five. Bang. Said it. First review of the year. He's doing a five. You believe this shit, Chris? Ah! Surprised he's not using a six, Jake. 
no, 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 no. I still got, I still got Kong versus Godzilla to come out. I still got. Mm, fucking pissed. Fucking so excited, dude. Mm, it's, so a, it's a excited. four for me. Four for yeah, Zach. Four. All right, let's move on. Before we get to what we watch, Chris. So you are excited for Kong versus Godzilla. I am so pumped for Kong versus Godzilla. What's who do you think will win? Kong. Godzilla's the bad guy in this movie. So Kong will win. So I saw something where someone was predicting that it's going to be Kong defeats Godzilla to become King Kong, and they're going to have to team up at the end to fight Mecha Godzilla. I don't think if they introduced Mecha Godzilla, they would have hinted at it in one way or another in the trailer. Supposedly like there is supposedly there is an Easter egg in the trailer that shows Mecha Godzilla. There's no fucking way, dude. Look it I up. Mean, I'm not gonna go and watch one of those videos, but like it's real. It's real quick. No way. Because yeah. like Godzilla was... is going around killing people, so like he's very clearly the bad guy in this movie. He doesn't yeah. just have like a stomach ache. Well, okay. There's some collateral damage, Chris. Well, there's something I saw that, like, there's going to be a belief that uh, people, like, humans are manipulating Godzilla somehow to, like, get him irritable, to start attacking stuff so that they can unleash Kong on him. And somehow there'll be a benefit to that, to them fighting. But then they're going to have to stop fighting to tackle Mecha Godzilla. But look it up, dude. It's in the trailer. There's a neat little Easter egg. I'll watch it. I'll, I'll try and watch like the trailer a, and see if no, I can just find Google, something. Just real quick, just Google Kong vs. Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla. But the trailer looks the trailer looks pretty sweet. I'm excited. I want to know what that fucking hammer is that King Kong uses to absorb Godzilla's blast. Oh my fucking gosh, dude! It's gonna be so cool. Kong Kong is the absolute greatest. I'm, you know what? I'm kind of getting more and more excited for it. I mean, like, the trailer is everything I would have wanted. Everything I would have wanted. Now, we never, we said Godzilla gets swung by his tail, but I'm wondering if it's going to be Mecha Godzilla gets swung around by his tail. I mean, does that count? No. No. It would just be a push. <laughs> Neither one of us win. Could this red-eye monstrosity in the Godzilla count? But. No. If no swing happens, Chris, you lose. Yeah, but we agreed that it was like a 180-degree 180, 180 swing, didn't we? No, it had to be 360. 360? I'm pretty sure he said – I would say swung him around and throws him. I think we said anything more than 180. Is it? I think we said anything more than 180 because 180 so if he is just one, a throw. So if he swings him 179 degrees, I win. If he throws him, if he throws him 179, if he throws him even 180 out. degrees, you win. If he throws him, like if he does a, a fucking 240, I win. It's true. Yeah, you do win. no spin at all, which is what he said. No spin at all, you lose. You lose. Yes, but I will win because he's gonna swing him by his tail. Like it seems only natural. Am I right? We saw one swing. We saw one tail swing in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So will I don't know is that a, is that a hint at more tail swinging to come? I have to see the tail swing that was in the trailer. Was did you see the full throw? Yeah, no, it's something like there's like these wing creatures on the dead. So Godzilla grabs one by the tail, swings it around, and then knocks it into another winged creature. It's kind of cool. 
I think. Do it's you even watch this trailer, Chris? I watched. I've watched it like six times. Okay, and you didn't see the swinging creature? I'm watching it again right now, just to double check. See what you're looking at. But yeah, I think it's. It seems more likely that I'm gonna win twenty dollars than you're gonna win twenty dollars. Listen, this is a risk I'm willing to take. I'm that confident that this will happen. Your your best bet is to hope for a push, and that's. I mean, if they there's gonna be pushing. No, no, as in no bet. As in, you better hope that God that King Kong swings Mecha Godzilla by his tail. Is that a push? That'd be a push. I'd give you a push on that because there's a there's a greater than 180 degree tail swing, but it was on the wrong character. So I, I would give that a push. If it's Mecha, if Mecha Godzilla's in this, I'm gonna be pissed. I wanted I wanted straight Kong versus Godzilla. I don't want them to bring anybody else into it. I I, I mean like, sure I don't want them to team up. I guess is what I'm really saying. I think it's gonna happen. I fucking hope not. I want Godzilla to just be the bad guy. Is that wrong? Yes. No. I know that a lot of people are pissed about how big King Kong is. He's gonna fucking fight Godzilla, dude. What do you? How tall do you want him to be? <laughs> I know. It's literally my it's argument. This is an irrational thing to be mad about. They're just like King Kong. Like, look at this one. Look at King Kong now in this movie. Versus look at King Kong in like. Uh, like Peter Jackson's version. Yeah, he's a couple years older. He's a bit bigger. It makes sense. Dude, because cause Kong Skull Island takes place in like the 60s. Mm-hmm. Godzilla no, before the in, 60s. Whenever it's Vietnam, so that's the 60s. Oh, you're thinking the Vietnam Skull War. Island. Yeah, so Kong Skull Island is like the 60s. Godzilla gets introduced in like the 2000s. So it's like 40 years later, right? Yeah. 40, 50 years? King yeah. Kong was a little was just a baby in uh, Kong Skull Island. He's older. He's bigger. Older, more experienced. He's defeated some giant creatures, and now Godzilla is about to get fucking wrecked. Yeah, dude, he's he's eighteen and zero. What the fuck is his hammer? I I know. I I gotta know what that is. That's badass. You saw the tail swing though, right? I saw the tail swing, but it's like of that flying creature. You're right. You're right. But he is yeah. gonna swing Godzilla. You just wait. I don't know. We'll see. More than Dude, how pissy both of you gonna be when he when he loses in the third round to the rear naked choke? <laughs> I'm gonna be really pissed. Oh shit! Godzilla taps like a little bitch, dude. Dude, if he, I you mean, there I was hope. no there was no money put on that, was there? Was there? Was it twenty bucks? <laughs> you would be crazy. You would be crazy uh, if it's the if fourth it, round, not the third. Yeah, that would be crazy. Godzilla, sorry, King Kong swings Mecha Godzilla and launches him at Godzilla, who blasts his beam ray down Mecha Godzilla's throat. Game over. They've already done a throat kill. They've already done a down down the throat. In the first one to defeat the bad guy, he literally took the the thing and just went. Oh, that's right, he did. He like opens up. And goes, ah. That's right, you're right. And then he had Ghidorah in his mouth, and he fucking out of Ghidorah's mouth. God, Godzilla in this one. He's going to get a couple good shots in King Kong. Here's here's how I think it's going to play out. Because you see in the beginning of the trailer how they're fighting on the ship in the water. Yeah. That's Godzilla's natural territory. Like, yeah. King Kong is going to lose that fight. Yeah. But 
once they get on land and King Kong gets his hammer and he's ab- around a bunch of fucking buildings that he can climb on, Godzilla's done. He's done. Oh, I would love to see King Kong scale up a building, leap off, and then give him the fucking elbow. Yeah, that might, wear, might be where he gives him the rear naked chokehold. That's how he gets the, the, the superior angle. Oh, that would be so insane if he just breaks Godzilla's neck. He does a he does a he gives um, gives him an RKO from the top <laughs> of the state building. <laughs> oh, that'd be badass. Oh man. I'm getting more and more excited for it. Are you looking forward to the Snyder cut of Justice League? Uh, I never really saw the original Justice League. I, I'm not gonna lie, the DC movie universe kind of doesn't do it for me. I might not watch the Justice League and just watch this Snyder cut, and then that will just be the only edition that I've ever seen in reference and go off of. I mean, I'm content with that, you know, because like that's what everybody wanted anyways. And I heard that the Justice League was absolutely terrible. Yeah, I think Zach saw it. I'm not really into the DC universe though, if I'm being comp- Completely honest, it just doesn't excite me that much. I don't think their casting of the Flash was that good. Henry Cavill was okay as Superman. Ben Affleck, I never thought was a good Batman. Gail Gadot was a great Wonder Woman, but like overall, it just kind of seems like a recipe for disaster from the casting alone. So, Zach, what's your thoughts on not watching the previ- the original Justice League and only watching the Snyder Cut as like your definitive Justice League movie? That's what you should do. Because I've never seen the – I have not seen the original Justice League. So I'm considering just foregoing it and just waiting for the Snyder Cut. I mean if you really want to appreciate the Snyder Cut, you should watch the piece of shit that Joss Whedon did. Why? But then I would like – then it would be tainted for me. I just want one definitive like – that's all I know. Have you, you heard the runtime of this bad boy? Is it three? Three and a half. <laughs> what? That's supposed disgusting. It's supposed to be – so it's supposed to be the 30 minutes that he originally had. So of the original Justice League, there's only 30 minutes that is directed by Zack Snyder. Okay. So there's supposed to be an additional three hours to the 30 minutes you've already seen. Well, it seems like it seems like the movie itself is just completely different. It seems like there's characters in it that wasn't in the original one. There's like plot lines that come up out of it like the joker's in it it's gonna be amazing what yeah the joker's in it like zack snyder hinted like a picture of the joker and said that like this that he's in the snyder cut i think martian hunter that's the that's the reveal who was playing the joker i don't know nobody knows like nobody even has any hints no one knows which who is playing that Joker. Whether it's Jared Leto's Joker or no, like no one knows. If it's Jared Leto, I'm I would shut the movie off right then, right there. I'm sorry, Zack Snyder, but like I don't. That was fucking awful. That was atrocious. I'm predicting six out of five. My number one movie of the year. Really? I don't think I've ever seen a three and a half. What's what's a three-hour superhero movie? Oh, that would be Endgame. Endgame. That was okay. I mean, there was, a, there was a whole lot going on there. Like, it wasn't just a group of five superheroes. Like, it was fucking everything. It was. That was pretty extensive. So I don't really think I had a problem with the three-hour runtime. 
I don't know. It's just going to come down to pacing, I guess, and what's going on. I don't know. Just just be ready. Is this all... How many? How much reshooting did they do for this? I don't think they did that much. I think it is all just stuff that Joss Whedon didn't use. Because he shot his own stuff. Wow. I think they did do some, but I think it was for the like continuity stuff. I think most of it is stuff that was shot, but that they just didn't use. Interesting. When does that so one that, come out? 40 days. You got a countdown? <laughs> is it March 21st? Look it up real quick. Let's see. March 18th. All right, so we're not too far off. Where's this three and a half hour runtime? I want to see. Why? Oh, it's rated R for mm-hmm. HBO Max. For what? Some people. This for what? Probably violence. That's it. Swearing. Give us swearing. Uh, let's see. Blood. I don't nope. know. I'm kind of. We'll see, man. We'll see. Show us Ben Affleck's dick. Go all in people, if you're gonna get the. You gotta, you gotta think, dude, like, spec- the Justice League movie introduced Cyborg, The Flash, and Aquaman. It so introduced like, Aquaman. Yeah, the Aquaman movie hadn't come out yet. Oh, okay. So you gotta think like this movie has a lot of stuff to do. So does that mean we get to see Jason Momoa's penis? And if so. the Snyder cut is critically uh, critically taken well, do they bring him back for a second Justice League? Oh, absolutely they do. Does he take it? No, he tells Warner Brothers to go fuck themselves. Nice. I hope it's good. I just want to find the runtime, but I can't find it. But I would buy it. It's three and a half hours. Oh, so Jared Leto is listed as a cast member. So I'm guessing it's Jared Leto's Joker. That's unfortunate. But I saw some people speculating that it was going to be uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, but I don't, I don't think that seems likely, though. You got to think, like, if you didn't like Batman v Superman, you're probably not going to like Justice League. I didn't really care for Batman v Superman. Me neither. It's going to be very similar, like, tonally, and the look of it is going to be very similar. I don't have a problem with the tone and shit. I just don't like Ben Affleck as Batman or Henry Cavill as Superman. Okay, well, you're really I, just, not I don't have a problem like with Henry Cavill as Superman. <laughs> I just I don't really like Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I'll tell you right now, Ben Affleck is the best Batman. You're <laughs> so wrong. You're really wrong. First off, Adam West. Yeah, Zach, what'd you guys say to that? He's a loser. Um, Well, I watched... Well, I watched... uh, Knock Michael Keaton. I did rewatch the first two Dark Knight movies, so... We can talk about Batman... All night, if you want to, Zach. I talk about Batman all day. 
But yeah, I'm considering. I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna watch the original Justice League. I'm gonna go right into it, only seeing this. And that's gonna be. And people ask me about the Justice League. I'm just gonna talk about it as if it's the director's cut. It's only cut that matters, right? Well, let's move, we can move on. Let's talk about some other stuff that we watched. Speaking of, I'm going it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks. So you guys got anything worth talking about? Mm. Well, speaking of Ben Affleck, we can discuss the first time that he donned the superhero attire. And <clears throat> this would be for... Uh, This would be for Mark Steven Johnson's 2003 film, Daredevil. Oh, shit. I totally forgot about that movie. Um, it's not bad. Like, so I watched the director's cut, and the director's cut adds, like, it's no, like 30 can minutes. You see into my eyes with open doors. Do, do, do. Dude, great song. I will, like, I hate the Electra stuff. I don't really care for Bullseye, but... Played by... Colin Farrell. That's right, yeah. But I will say, like, Ben Affleck <clears throat> is perfectly cast. The thing about, I remember about Bullseye is the scene where he chokes the old woman on the plane with the peanut. <laughs> Uh, John Favreau is pretty good in it as comic relief. He's pretty funny. And so if this if this movie did two things right, it's that Ben Affleck is a great Daredevil, and Michael Clark Duncan is the oh best king. Oh my fucking gosh, Daredevil! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Michael Clark Duncan is a great Daredevil or a great uh, kingpin. <laughs> the the Clark Duncan yeah. is a great Daredevil. I wish we could see that one. <laughs> the the ultimate problem with Daredevil is it just does too much. It has to be an origin story. It sets up Elektra. It sets up, it sets up Bullseye. And it sets up Kingpin. Bullseye's shit, though. And that's just a lot to do. And it doesn't do it very well. But I... I don't hate it. It's decent. I remember really liking it as a kid. Well, as a kid, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. The scene where Elektra is slicing up all the sandbags to that song... Love like, it. I don't understand that training regimen. Like, I don't understand how like enemies that stand perfectly still, how that how that's good to train to. <laughs> <laughs> how does that help you? It's for when you catch them off guard and they're just standing around on duty. I, I duty. <laughs> and Colin Farrell as Daredevil is as a uh, bullseye is pretty terrible. Where'd you watch this? I own it. Blue? I own it. The director's cut. Oh, speaking of thing, so I I am fully prepared now to do our sports our sports episode. What made you in prepared the, for that? In the, I was on Blu-ray.com. I was on the lowest prices on Amazon section, and I got ready for ready for this, Chris. For yes. seven dollars, for seven dollars, Gridiron Gang. Fuck oh, yeah! 
for seven fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Coach Carter. That's that's actually a steal though. It's actually for it's actually seven forty six if I'm being technical, and <laughs> and technically Gridiron Gang was seven oh seven, and for eight ninety nine I got Friday Night Lights. That's a good movie. So we're gonna add that along with any given Sunday, and one other sports film, and we're good. I'm good to go. You're talking four here. Like we created a sixty-four movie bracket. Bob. Yeah, that's. This isn't one episode. This is a series of episodes. And we can just start a separate podcast for that. <laughs> Maybe not a sixty-four team, but I feel like we have to do more than a final four. Like we'll start off with like sixteen. I feel like that's a pretty decent number, right? Yeah. Each week we just do, we just do two. Each week we watch two. And yeah. I think ultimately that's what the podcast should be. It just did. Match Madness, March Madness style bracket for various. I guess we just won't change and we can just reflect back on it and be like, do you guys remember that that patch in the podcast where we just did a sports bracket? <laughs> Dude, we can do whatever the fuck we want. That's the beauty of it. It is true. I feel like because we still have to choose like multiple sports, but like we can't rank like baseball against boxing at first like it i think has it's gonna to be pick, like so you, you could do like five basketball movies five football movies five baseball movies and then five miscellaneous sports and then you watch all those in each category pick the best one from each and then they have to go head to head so that's like you're looking at 20 so movies. rather than having it be like a five verse episodes. each round you're doing like so five episodes yeah one episode to talk about the basketball movies, one episode to talk about the football movies, one episode to talk about the baseball movies, one episode to talk about the miscellaneous movies, and one episode to talk about the top four from each one. Yes. Okay. It's all because, like, considering the top four from each one we just watched, we don't even really need to watch the movies at that point. We can just yeah, kind of – You don't need like, to watch them again. You're just discussing. Yeah, you're just discussing, and you're choosing the best one from there. I'm down. I'm down for this. Episode 101 to 105. That's what we're doing. <laughs> let's iron it let's, let's do baseball first right i mean i yeah. can't like what are five baseball movies i know major league major okay. league field, of, field dreams, of dreams a league of their own league of their own money ball uh, bad news bears and bad news bears <laughs> <laughs> those are the top five baseball movies arguably easily what if we did the rookie i'm not really into the rookie Hardball? Right, Somebody say hardball. What's the one with Bernie Mac? Mr. 3000? Yep. Oh, oh we have to do Mr. 3000. <laughs> uh, respect to the Mac. Return of the Mac. Okay. All right. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to discuss here. We, we'll talk about this later. There's a lot to iron out here. It's hard. It's, I think it's hard to limit it to five. It is I hard. Really <laughs> I really do. There's so many good ones because I want to include like the funny shit, but I know there's like a lot of serious. Baseball movies out do. there? Okay, how about this? So what if we... Okay, we'll just list... We'll list out a bunch of it. And when we're not recording... Or maybe we can start earlier, set aside like an hour to talk about it and discuss. But we can like make a bracket, talk about separately what... And maybe as bonus content, you can release that episode talking about how we got to those five movies. Talk about, talk about a Patreon exclusive? We're talking about a Patreon exclusive <laughs> for you pay... Two dollars. Listen to us whittle down our list to five of each category. Let's do it, dude. This sounds like a great idea. 
Italian 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 Italian. This sounds like a great thing to get real too invested in that no one cares about. That sounds like my life. <laughs> that's how you that's how you hit the big time though. You know what I'm saying? That's how you hit the big time. That's because we're we're not afraid to talk about what other people have been honestly, people want to know what is the best basketball movie of all time, but no one's talking about it. Let's, no let's one's just addressed this obviously hoot. If, no one has addressed that. If I was scrolling through YouTube and I saw a video that says ranking the best baseball movies of all time, I'm clicking on that video. But yeah, like, you and no. a lot of other people, Chris. <laughs> Me and what? I said you and a lot of other people. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. This is how we hit the big time, guys. I'll tell you what. When Derek and Mike are over later on, I'm going to ask them. I'm just going to start putting out feelers. Like, What would you consider the, some of the best sport movies? I mean, I, I got to think that. I feel like baseball might be the... The miscellaneous one could be tough potentially. I think. Well, I mean, you got you got your miracle, right? You got Happy Gilmore, you got Rocky. Yep. Um, I feel like Rocky's just a given, though. If I gotta be honest. You want to do Rocky Four instead? <coughs> the one with which one was four? The one with Dolph Lundgren. No, I want to yeah, do the one, one with uh, Machine Gun Machine Gun Kelly or whatever his name is. His name is not Machine Gun Kelly. It's uh, fuck. What is his name? Tommy Gunn. Tommy Gunn Nelson. That's his Tommy name. Tommy Gunn Nelson. And that movie sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh, we could do uh, uh, Warrior with fucking no better fighting with Channing Tatum and Terrence Howard. <laughs> that, hold up, that's that's not <laughs> a sport. Not yeah. That's underground. That's like Question. calling Kimball Slice's backyard fights official. Like fucking. Uh, <laughs> those count. <laughs> they don't. Do you count street racing as a sport? Because we might have eight movies that could qualify. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two at max qualify from that franchise. Oh my fucking gosh. Speed racer, right? That, that is a competitive sport. Well, Ron Howard's Rush. That's true. Ford, Ford v. Ferrari. Le Mans is a race. I would say... Mm, Days of a- Thunder? Mm-hmm. Okay, but I guess you maybe have to ask what's – like is a sports movie just simply it has the sport in it? Like is a biopic about a person no, in a it sport? It has to be about the sport. The sport has to play a significant role in the movie. So are you just trying to say like created dramas in a sport movie? No. Where the outcome of the game is important. Okay, so because Coach Carter is a biopic, but it's really about the basketball and whatnot, like that counts. It, well, it's about like, – basketball like, because like ford v ferrari that's kind of about the founding of ford and a biopic about ken miles in a way like, is that a sport movie mm-hmm. i would say no okay is rush it's a, it's a drama movie. that includes sports is same rush, with rush because rush okay. is about the accident not the sport okay so oh, but, okay, hold on a second rush is about the sport is, well we were just it's is it rush more is about, about winning hmm. hmm that's a tough one that could be a debate in its own this is what that extra bonus episode is for. Let's not give it to him for free. Um, <laughs> Days of Thunder. Yeah, that's that could be a sport What's movie. What's Days right? of Thunder? That is about NASCAR. The sport of NASCAR. Oh. Tony Scott. What about um? I, you, I could I could count it in those that miscellaneous one. The Wrestler. I would count the Wrestler. Ooh, that could be. So many good miscellaneous. Shit, we sure we want to only do sixteen? <laughs> <laughs> 
the miscellaneous might need it's maybe needs two category like miscellaneous east and miscellaneous west or something i mean we could easily do like 25 movies if we're structuring it this way what if we do miscellaneous movies set on the east coast and sports and miscellaneous movies set on the west coast and sports (laughs) oh my fucking gosh draft day i don't know (laughs) not a sports movie there's too many good football movies. There's probably a hundred football movies that I would pick before draft day. What would your five be for football, do you think? Any uh, given Sunday's any up given there. Any given Sunday. Remember the Friday Titans. Friday Night Lights. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't even count. I wouldn't count Remember the Titans. Are you kidding me, dude? What? I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in there. What about, like, Rudy? I hate yeah. Rudy, but Rudy, Rudy is more about the personal triumph. It's, it's, it's it less is about, about the, the sport. Team. Okay, Gridiron Gang? The replacements? <laughs> You're only yeah, saying that because you want to justify your purchase. What about what about? Yeah, dude, your gridiron gang's secretly really good, dude. Like we gotta throw it in there. <laughs> what about in- Invincible with Mark Wahlberg? That that yeah, I that consider that. But is that more about the man than the sport? It's definitely about more about like the man and his path, but like. I feel like it's significant. Yeah, actually, that's not true. If your definition of uh, the win needs to matter. That the win doesn't really matter in that movie because you don't ever really get to that point. That's true. It kind of just it kind of just ends on him stepping on the field and returning that turn that kickoff. Yeah. So I wouldn't say that that was that accounts really. Definitely any getting seven day. Definitely. Um, I think you gotta include remember the Titans, dude. I don't think I think that movie. Ends being like something else. I mean, yeah, but the win matters in the end. I kind of, I guess, realistically, no sport movie is really just about the sport. Ultimately, no. Like, there's always like, like, like Friday Night Lights has got like its inner town turmoil that comes to light because they can't just talk about football. Remember the Titans about race and how football joined them. Coach Carter's about how there's more to life than sports. You You gotta do Varsity Blues. Oh, Varsity Blues. The That's movie? true. I forgot about that. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a movie. Just for that one scene with James Vanderbeek and his, his dad. The, the U. Not doing the U. Man, there's a lot of talk here. There's a lot to talk about. Oh, Longest Yard. Mm. Come on, Longest Yard, buddy. I mean. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Shit, we uh, can do an Adam Sandler bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler sport movies. Oh my god, dude! You almost have. Does he have a? Does he have a hockey or a baseball one? He plays hockey in Happy Gilmore. Rev, that's a golf. You got. He plays basketball in uh, in Grown Ups. There's <laughs> a basketball true. game. True. Profession- professionally, is there anything? I guess not. I guess it's just the ho- I guess the just the golf and. He's got golf, okay, so, oh, football, so we got fo- baseball, football, no, golf, football, golf, football, football twice, football, yeah, golf twice, no, football, football twice. twice, no football twice. I'll give him grown up so basketball. That's a pretty, that's a pretty serious moment at the end of the grown ups, I guess. And, and he plays golf in his first dates. No, but where he's like an athlete in the movie. Yeah. He's not an athlete in that one. I mean, I think it takes a real athlete to steer a, a shipping vessel. So 51st dates counts. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that uh, that's very athletic act. Hmm. 
don't know. But I got an interesting movie to talk about that I watched. Yeah. From 1977, it's called Tintorera, Killer Shark. And so Tintorera is Spanish for Tiger Shark. I picked this up first time on Blu-ray. came out early January. Um, I thought it was going to be in the vein of Jaws. And it's almost like Jaws, but if Jaws had a more homoerotic vibe to it. This I've always said like great Jaws movie. needed more homoeroticism. So Tintorera, Tiger Shark, is about – it's like this guy who's vacationing sort of in like this tropical place. He meets this woman. The woman gets killed by the titular Tintorera. Hmm. But then the next 40 minutes is not about the shark at all. It's about the guy who was in love with the girl. He kind of turns her away, so she falls in love with another guy. And then on her after she disappeared, the two guys get together to kind of look for her. But they only look for like a day before they're like, well, I think she just left. Do you want to find another girl to bang? And he's like, yes, I do. So they go to bars and they pick up women. They have an orgy with two women. Then the next night they go out to a bar and meet another woman where they enter into a polyamorous relationship with her. And then randomly later on in the movie, one of the guys dies from the shark. And so the other two are just like, the guy's like, I'll keep dating you if you want. And the girlman's just like, I can't. It's just not the same without him. So she leaves, and yeah, that's the movie. It's like my autobiography. It's not really about a shark at all. It's kind of about two what? men and their deep sort of homoerotic lust to be together. This sounds great. It's Yeah, it's it was wild. It was weird. Not what I expected at all. There's anything that I love, it's polyamorous relationships. You hearing that, Alyssa? I've heard that about I love you, polyamorous <laughs> relationships. <laughs> oh, we're talking about how my love for polyamorous relationships. Yeah, okay. She said she's in, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> so yeah, Tinterera, that was a weird one. Can't say I'd recommend but the great alligator did just come in the mail on Tuesday, so I'm looking forward to checking that out. You guys and your alligator and shark movies. I'm really, I'm gonna be really disappointed if it's also about a secret homoerotic relationship disguised as a alligator movie. <laughs> I wouldn't be. That's two for two. <laughs> I'm going to be somewhat disappointed only because not that I don't want a homo a, – a, like a hints of a homoerotic relationship. It's more that I just want a creature feature. Though maybe, you know, but then, then, then again, closeted homoerotic feelings could be a creature in and of itself, right? That's, that's what they were going for. That Plus, can really, if that you can really, really tear a man apart. It, a penis could be nicknamed the creature. It's true. Tintorera. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that was a nickname for the guy's penis the whole time. What's Tintorera even mean? It's tiger Spanish for tiger shark. Ooh. Maybe the tiger shark was supposed to be a penis the whole time. 
Yeah, there's only like, there's only two tiger shark kills in the entire movie, so that's kind of disappointing. Were they at least good ones? Not really. It's pretty low budget, so. Okay. That's unfortunate. There's a lot of like like a lot of like point of view camera like swimming around the water and then like bumps into a woman and then all of a sudden there's like blood and yeah. From just bumping into her, wow, she must have thin skin. Yeah, real thin. <laughs> Chris, you said you didn't have anything that you watched because you couldn't remember any of it. I can't remember what I watched over the past two weeks. Well, I'll give you a little hint as to something that I watched in preparation for episode 100. You got it. <laughs> nice. Wrestling movie. I'm counting it. Wrestling movie. <laughs> uh, so I rewatched Sam Raimi's Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Um, I got I still think. That Green Goblin is the best villain. Of all of Spider-Man's villains? Yeah. Isn't I guess it's like kind of the best. I mean, like, the Vulture was pretty good. And Doc Ock is also very good. But it just... I want to see Tom Holland face off against the Green Goblin. And not just any Green Goblin. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. I will say this time around, I'm becoming less and less convinced that Tobey Maguire is a good Spider-Man. Oh no, not really. Like he's 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 not that good. He's pretty terrible, actually. No, oh, of course he is. Yeah, he's awful. <laughs> I I knew that when I was a kid. But I still like Mary Jane over Gwen Stacy. Sure. In the so in the like, movies. Do you like Sam Raimi Spider-Man? As, like just as a movie, regardless of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. As a movie, I still think it's really good. I, I don't still like Spider-Man too. I don't really buy the uh, Mary Jane Harry Osborne relationship. Nope. That seems kind of stupid and ridiculous. And then like the idea that she loves Peter Parker just kind of comes out of nowhere. I mean, he's Peter Parker. Yeah, he's a loser. You know what they said about him in high school? Is like He's like a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking swinging to his knees. <laughs> Never seen that guy in a pair of shorts. That's why they or, called him Pe- That's why they called him Penis Parker. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. But I, I still liked it. I still holds up. But mostly because of Green Goblin. Think he could do that? Oh, me. Today? Probably. We'll see. We'll see soon enough. Um, a couple weeks ago, Rachel stayed home from work, suffering from a migraine. So she said, she said, Jake. I want to watch the new Mulan movie. I said I didn't. Ah. I said we didn't want to watch it, so ultimately we watched it. And <laughs> it's awful. Like it's really bad. Did they? Did Disney take my advice? What's your advice? That when she decides that she has to become a man to join the army, that they switch the actor with Jackie Chan. 
They did not do that. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> it turns so, into Rush okay. Hour 3. One thing that was super interesting about Mulan was that I'm almost certain that this movie was inspired by the Scorpion King. And I'm going to lay out my evidence I'm here. I'm going to lay out my evidence. In the movie, there is a sorceress very similar to the Scorpion King. So similar, in fact, they cast an actress that looks exactly like the woman that plays the sorceress in the Scorpion King. Okay? Okay. There is a scene in the movie... You know, in the you know, in the in the end when Michael Clark Duncan and those men are in that little hallway and they're they got men on both sides and they're fighting them. Yes. That exact that exactly happens in Mulan, and they're almost dressed similarly. That's incredible. My third piece of evidence. Do you know how in the Scorpion or sorry, in the Scorpion King, the guy they launch an arrow at him and in the beginning he catches it only in the end for him to miss it and that's how he dies. Yeah. Exact same thing happens in Mulan. That's in the incredible. opening, in the opening scene, they shoot an arrow at like the guy, the bad guy who has name I can't remember. What is it? Khan? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, in the beginning, of Mulan, he catches it. At the end, Mulan shoots a bow at him. He tries to catch it, misses, takes the arrow, dies. I think he might even fall into a pit of fire, just like in the Scorpion King. What the first about? two coincidence. One time, okay. Second time coincidence. Third time pattern. They ripped off Scorpion King. They totally ripped off the Scorpion King. And now I've got a question, and uh, I want you to be honest. Do they have a horrible joke of a guy sitting at a, a bar and he says, "And then it was the camel's <laughs> hump." lines. <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing like that, unfortunately. That's but, like, true. all these, like, things that lined up, though, I was like, holy shit, they so ripped off the Scorpion King. So now we have to do a Mulan versus Scorpion King episode. <laughs> we have to challenge. Like, it was crazy. It was weird. The thing that sucked, there's no Mushu character. It's kind of replaced by, like, this phoenix. Oh, there's no Mushu? There's no Mushu. Not um, voiced by Eddie Murphy either? No, there's no Mushu voiced by Eddie Murphy. It's a phoenix voiced by nobody because it doesn't talk. And is Mulan funny? Nope. It's takes itself kind of seriously. Well, Did they do the the man song? There's no music at all. This movie sucks. They cut out all the music. The only thing is that in the scene where at the very beginning where the the, the thing about like has I can't remember. It's the it's the song like in the beginning of the movie where they're dolling her up to go be presented in front of that person so that they can like wipe her off to someone. Yeah. Like whatever that song is, they do like a musical riff of it in this, and then I think, and then they don't sing "I'll Make a Man Out of You." They just do like the musical beat to it. Uh, yeah. And there's no climbing up a pole to retrieve an arrow. It's you have to carry two buckets of water all the way up a mountain. That seems a lot harder. No, it doesn't. You yeah, have it does. to, so you have to carry two buckets of water like this. And if your arms drop, then you doesn't count. You got to retry. Yeah, again but she does that day. in the end. Made one too, and gets the arrow. But up a whole mountain. I thought yeah, in the movie she has like. That's not realistic. 
Yeah, it's it's not really good. I really didn't like it at all. I borderline hated it, but I am glad to have caught the uh, the Scorpion King references. Maybe the director is a big fan of the Scorpion King. So that's it's what I'm saying. Time like people are are like trying to copy the Scorpion King, though. I gotta so, say, like Nikki Caro, I got my I got my eye on you, girl, and I know you're ripping off Scorpion King. It's uh, it's brilliance is finally being realized, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, there's a new internet trend appreciating that's there's a whole sect of the internet that's been reevaluating the mummy, and now people love it. And I'm just like, yo, literally been there since '97. Jump on the fucking train, much, dude? I've been watching the Scorpion King since it first came out on DVD. Saw that shit in theaters. The Mummy Returns, first movie I saw in theaters. Get with the I own the VHS times. tape, dude. Huh? She has the VHS, VHS tape. tape. Yeah. We, did, uh, we may not have owned that, but actually, yeah, we did. Did we? Yeah. I think we own the Mummy Returns. Yeah, yeah that's settled. <laughs> Took a second, but we got there. What else you got, Zach? Uh, I guess the last thing that I will mention. <laughs> Is that I watched uh, Alex Proyas's uh, Knowing, starring Nicolas Cage. Nice. And I, I know that this movie is kind of universally hated, and you know what? I don't get it. I thought it was great. Yeah, you gave it four stars. That's all. I thought I thought it was pretty fun, honestly. It's a completely ridiculous idea, but like when you think about it, it's not. And then, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if you were like me, and a firm believer that aliens are guiding our evolution, then this movie is the key to accessing that information. Guiding our evolution, you say? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if you're not convinced, I'd watch Knowing. You're right, because that is a biography, isn't it? <laughs> or uh, It's a documentary, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Nicolas Cage's documentary debut. It's speculative fiction. <clears throat> Knowing Declaration of In- or, uh, the fucking National Treasure was a documentary. I I will say that it gets a little, a little crazy towards the end. And then there's, there's some odd scenes with Nicolas Cage when he goes up to Roseburg and is like, I've been watching you for a long time now. And he's like, you can't. That can't be your opening line, dude. Like, it's not gonna work. <laughs> you gotta ease into that. I've been watching you for a long time now. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> but uh, again, I mean, Nicolas Cage probably isn't the best person to play this role, but he's the only person to play that role. <laughs> So like, what? At the end, there are aliens? That's crazy. So like at the end, he's like driving through the streets trying to get home to his parents, and like there's people that are like riding in the street, but he just drives right through them. Like they like they just let him drive right through. That's like, a they're riding Everywhere else, but apparently his truck is off limits. So they just let him go through. <laughs> it's the power of the cage. Yeah, <laughs> Chris knows. It's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, I like it. Chris, you should watch it. You know how I watched Knowing? I watched that movie when I was in high school, and I found a link 
online where you could click on six separate links and it would take you to different parts of the movie. And then that's how I watched it. I stayed up late one night in high school and just watched all six links and watched the movie. And it blew your mind. And I was just like, this is pretty decent. I love the coordinates. Like when he's sitting and he finally realizes that the, all the numbers are coordinates. So <laughs> there's one scene where he's going to get his whiteboard so that he can start writing down all these numbers. And there's like a, a stack of like books and papers on the table. And he literally just throws it all onto the floor. Like this <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't pick it up it's just it's like oh no need this whiteboard trucks everything on the table onto the floor and leaves it i'm sure that being nicholas cage's idea though like he's on set and the director's just like it? okay um can you just get the whiteboard he'd be like i think my character in this situation <laughs> will just throw everything to the side that's a good point I saw – I read a thing about Nicolas Cage that his performance in Mandy was inspired by the emotion he had trapped inside himself because he was going through a divorce yeah, that, blinds, that. that blindsided him. And then I like the idea that you know they're looking for a number. Like they have the date and they're trying to figure out like you know how many people are going to die. Isn't it like – it's. It's instead of three three, they're backwards e's. So e e means everyone else. Yeah. So I, yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a, clever, idea. It's a clever idea. Yeah, I like it. People will die. I need to rewatch that. For sure. So, so this is the question that I have, right? So at the very end of the movie. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um. Caleb and then the girl, they go with the aliens to what is essentially going to be like the Garden of Eden, and life is going to restart. Mm-hmm. But in the sky, you see lots of other alien spaceships. So are we supposed to believe that like they're bringing people from all around the world? Yeah. That there's more than one alien? I think, yeah, all around the world or from like other universes. Interesting. Okay. I guess that's true. You got to have some just, like, uh, diversity. It. Just chilling, hanging out. Biological diversity. Yeah, Zach, you can't just save all the white people, okay? That's not what I mean by diversity. Oh, I see. Maybe like animals from and shit. Apart, like a Noah's Ark type situation. Well, assumedly there would be different universes, I would imagine. So, or other planets. I mean, so you could be have other variation people. in the genetic gene. Yeah. Pool. Otherwise, everyone's going to have a soy allergy, and that's not beneficial. <laughs> yeah, that kid sucks. <laughs> That's the problem, dude. Fucking soy allergies. I gotta say, dude, if I was picking people to continue our evolution, I wouldn't pick someone with a hearing problem. Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> it's genetic. Take take the guy that has a peanut allergy, dude. Fucking wipe them off the planet. Am I right? They're leaving. They're being left behind. Hey, fuck the peanut allergy, kids. You telling me Get I rid of that shit. in the high school cafeteria? Go fuck yourself, dude. Peanut butter. You're telling me. You're telling Even me that I can't allergies. have Jeff in my house? Fuck you, bud. If you have peanut allergy or you're a slow walker, you're out. <laughs> you're out. You're being left behind. I mean, I can't say anything because I'm a slow walker, but... You're done. You're left behind. <laughs> <laughs> the thing, the okay, I can say, I can say confidently that 
slow walker people fully know that we're slow walker people and we're okay with it. We accept what comes along with that. So the people who can, the people who can text but decide to use voice text in public, gone. The people who video chat in public, gone. On speaker, like people who use speakerphone in public, gone. People that drive in their cars with headphones, even though it has no effect on me, but I still hate it. Oh, I guess I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gone. Oh, my gosh. Damn. I guess I'm EE. You're everyone else. The people who uh, tie their shoes by taking two bunny ears and, and twisting them around each other. <laughs> Fuck those guys. Gone. I'm sorry, but that shit makes me so angry. Just be fucking normal and like, take, just take your lace and put it around the loop and pull. Like, Chris's life advice: just be fucking normal. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? Like, no, no, you're not wrong. She came down in a bubble, Doug. Grow up. Fucking love that video. Let's see. I glue these all together. I watched the Hobbit trilogy. Gross. Gotta justify that 4K purchase, so Mm -hmm. here I am. And it's a good way to knock out a work day. I will say, I like the unexpected journey. Parts of the Desolation of Smog I like. Not a big fan of the Battle of the Five Armies. But I do like the ending of the Battle of the Five Armies. I forget what happens at the end. Oh, I mean more. Yeah, how they like tie it in. And so it's essentially how the fellowship begins. Oh, okay. That's right. I kind of did like that tie in. I'm not a big fan of Legolas' character in this. I hate how he's just the fucking asshole. Um, I'm not really crazy about that. Some of like the need to tie stuff in is a bit much for me. Like, and the idea of like, what is it, uh, dragon sickness? Um, yeah, not with a cra- like the the gold and shit. Yeah, the idea of like dragon sickness is kind of ridiculous. I hate the forty eight frames a second. I think it looks like garbage. Yeah, the first. Oh, that's one. Oh, yeah, that's one thing. The first Hobbit movie was about eh, um, like in terms of like how it looked on four K. But the actually just smog and battle of the five armies uh, were a little bit better, but they maybe those get a li- they dialed back on the frame rate, didn't they? No. Oh, they didn't. No. Huh. They maybe just they maybe just did some like different coloring or whatever, but it looked a lot better on like the actually just smog and the battle of the five armies. Battle of the five armies is a lot of CG, so therefore I mean, so I guess it is a little easier to tinker with that. I like a lot of the opening stuff though, and the unexpected journey. I like. Meeting the dwarves. I like that. I, I like talking about the journey. I like. Song. I love the song. Love the song. Um, I kind of like everything. I guess I kind of like everything up until it's like the classic like fantasy tropes where it's like there's a certain. What? <laughs> I love this. What? What am I? What craziest things if you think about it logistically is in Rivendell. Right, you guys remember the scene where they walk out into that waterfall and there's like one table that they lay the map on, mm-hmm. yeah. so that they, that the moonlight can hit it. So basically, Rivendell built a special table 
just to read a certain type of map that the moon can hit it specifically underneath the waterfall. And it happens to be the very day that they're there. And it happens to be the exact day that they're there. Well, that seems pretty movie whatever. I guess just the logistics of having this table in this special spot to read moon runes is just hilarious to me. I mean, maybe in their spare time they're using it as like a, I don't know, maybe a workbench. Maybe like a, a dinner table. Maybe. It's practical use for it. <clears throat> a pretty uh, destination spot for a picnic. <laughs> That's a great date spot. But yeah, I would say everything up until Rivendell in An Unexpected Journey, I I really enjoy it. And everything else is kind of like, meh, whatever. And then I kind of hate how there seems to be a huge focus on Smaug, but then it's kind of all... One, it's dissolved very quickly. And then there's also kind of some weird stuff where, like, right before Bilbo goes into the mountain, they're like, oh, hey, Bilbo, if by any chance there is a dragon down there, don't wake it up. And it's like, if I'm Bilbo, I'm like, there better be a fucking dragon down there because I've been mentally preparing to see a dragon this entire journey. I'd be pissed. Some would say it's an unexpected journey. (sighs) It was quite unexpected. Um, I have a hard time believing that you'd be angry if there was no dragon down there. Um, No, I'd be a little disappointed. Also, why all the careful planning if you didn't even believe that there was a dragon there? Why would you need a burglar if there was no one protecting it? What was this dragon living off of? Like, what was he eating? Cockroaches and shit? If nobody had seen it for so long. Seemed like a hibernation hibernation for that long i have a hard time believing that smaug would have enough body fat to sustain being trapped in a mountain for as many years as he was we don't really get into the we don't really get into the dietary or you know to the dietary needs of a of a dragon and the hobbit well i know but that's what i'm saying is that like sure a, a bear can last a season maybe a couple months but I feel like even if he's like a chunky boy, you know what I'm saying? He's not going to be able to last years. He's a you thick boy. That seems like a stretch. Ultimately, they're fine movies that kind of just put on and they kind of just they kind of just wash over you and you don't really and like, you know, you you take whatever from it and life goes on. Life goes on. I do like the idea of hot dwarves, though. Hot dwarves? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're real. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the movie, we got hot dwarves and ugly dwarves. Feely and Keely? Hot. Mm. Loin and groin. Mm, get no, me going in my groin. You know what <laughs> I mean. Biffer Bomber, not not real eye candy. Thorn Oakenshield, definite eye candy. And Feely and Keely are just hot. Feely and Keely can feel my keel all day. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Oh, wow. 
Um, that's it for The Hobbit for me. I don't have anything else really. Rewatched Anchorman. <clears throat> Rewatched Anchorman. Kind of funny, but out of the top 100. Sorry, Anchorman. Bama. And see, I'll talk about the Dark Knight trilogy when I've watched the uh, Dark Knight Rises. <clears throat> and that's it for me. That's it. That's it. So next week we've all agreed that we're going to do uh, Malcolm and Marie. Sure. Yes. You guys are cool with that? New Netflix movie? Yeah. Cool. Maybe Judas and the Black Messiah the week after that? Maybe. Judas? And the Black Messiah. What is that? It's about how Jesus was really black, not white. Cool, dude. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Who would play Black Jesus? I mean, there's a show called Black Jesus. If there were Mike Epps, if there was a movie (laughs) portrayal of uh, Black Jesus, I think it would be Dave Chappelle. I would watch the shit out of that. Oh my gosh. Or who's the guy from uh, Scary Movie? From the Scary Movies? Oh, the Wayans guy. Like the 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 black guy. Yeah, Yeah, the Wayans brothers. They're both in yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. No. Who's the? He also played. He also played uh, Rashida Jones's husband yeah, in uh, On the Rocks. That's his name. Yeah. <laughs> the Wayans brothers. Yeah. The okay. Way- Damon Wayans. Yeah. The Wayans brothers. No. No. Rashida Jones' husband. Yeah. Damon Wayans. <laughs> he's also in the Medea movies. That guy. Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry. He's, he's got my vote. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne Wayne, Dwayne Wade's brother is gonna be Black Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Okay. But cool. Um. That movie for next week. And um, anything else you guys need to say until we sign up before we sign off here? No, sir. No. Sweet. Well, as always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And until next week. Bye-bye.